Hello members and welcome back to the podcast. Before we begin, just a quick thank you for everyone that's listened so far. We've got about 25 episodes in our catalogue now and we've got loads more content coming over the next few months. Make sure you're subscribed, make sure you go back and listen to the back catalogue and if you have any suggestions, drop them in the chat. Okay, so let's talk about today's episode. So today's episode, we are going to talk about gold and Bitcoin and the need for sound or hard money in these economic times we're faced with. We are facing some of the toughest financial conditions many people will ever have been through. We had the 2008 Great Financial Crisis, and due to the money printing over the last 10-15 years, we're about to experience another recession. So one thing is clear is these recessions and these bubbles are becoming more frequent and bigger, causing more harm. But what's important to remember is that compared with some countries around the world, 10% inflation is nothing. There are countries out there with triple digit inflation because their government prints money year after year, continually devaluing their currency. So while listening to today's podcast, I just want everyone to remember that despite how terrible it might be right now with the UK and US economy, it's exponentially safer, more stable and more fair compared to economies all over the developing world, which is why we see Bitcoin adoption so fast in these areas. Okay, so before we start, it's important to address the fact that a lot of Bitcoiners are anti-gold and a lot of gold bugs are anti-Bitcoin. For me, they both sound hard money and they can coexist. I genuinely believe Bitcoin is a superior version of gold. It's a digital version of gold but I still think there's room for gold in this world. Because no matter what anyone says, when you're storing wealth, you do like to feel touch and be able to see it. And gold allows you to do that. You'll see when you're on Twitter, gold bugs and Bitcoiners arguing about which is superior. For me, Bitcoin's superior, but it doesn't harm you to have some exposure to gold in your portfolio. If you've been following CG Pro for a while, you know we are advocates of buying gold. And there is a link in CG Pro for bullion by post if you are looking to invest in gold or silver. Obviously, this isn't financial advice, but it doesn't do you any harm to have some diversification in your portfolio. And if we think that over the next few years, governments are going to print record amounts of money, then the value of gold is going to absolutely pump. I reckon $3,000 an ounce, which is about $1,000 away from where it is now, is realistic in the next few years. One notable mention right now is Peter Schiff. So Peter Schiff is anti-Bitcoin, makes a name for himself on the internet, on Twitter, for being so against Bitcoin, and he runs a gold fund. So for me, I think Peter Schiff totally understands Bitcoin, despite what any Bitcoiner says. I think he uses this as a PR and marketing tool to attract more people to his Twitter page and to his gold fund. I genuinely believe he understands the value of Bitcoin, but he's made a name for himself going against it. If you put all that to the side and actually read or listen to what Peter Schiff has to say, he's a very clever economist and he actually wrote about an impending financial crisis in 2001. He He basically predicted the great financial crisis in 2001. So for all his faults and for all his misunderstandings and anti-Bitcoin tweets that he puts out, he genuinely understands the economy very well. 
Okay, so by now, most people will understand what I mean by hard or sound money. And basically that is a fixed supply, something that can't be inflated away like sovereign currencies can. Gold and Bitcoin fit the bill perfectly. And we also all understand why something like that is needed. The financial system is effectively crumbling around us and it's all because of money printing. The banking crisis in the US is just another example of consolidating wealth in the few. Big banks are absorbing smaller regional banks which will allow few people to control the majority of money in the US. On top of this, we've also seen massive money printing. Between 2008 and 2022, the US government printed $10 trillion, which is 10 centuries of wealth in just 15 years. So the case for hard, sound money has never been more clear. But most people don't understand this. Most people can't get their head around inflation. Most people think inflation is just prices going up. I had a conversation the other day with someone that said, oh, they got a 5% pay rise at work. But when inflation is 10%, you're actually 5% worse off this year than last year. And the whole reason for inflation is an absolute joke. As Dick says, it's a fugazi. It's not needed. Inflation shouldn't be apparent in a modern industrial world. Almost every element of our economy is now automated. Cars are built by robots. Technology has made everything cheaper, yet prices have only gone up. And that's because our currency has been devalued. And I've done a little experiment on this. So if we take a Ford Fiesta, I know a lot of our members are car guys, so Ford Fiesta. So in 1995, the average price of a Ford Fiesta was just $2,500. In 2023, the average price of a Fiesta is $24,000. So the cost of the Fiesta has risen 10 times in price in 20 years, call it 18 years. But if we think of the advances in the technology and production processes, the automation of building a car in that time, it's way more advanced right now. You look at a production plant from the 90s versus now, it's less labour intensive more computers are involved, so the price should actually have came down. So in just 20 years, the price of an average family car like a Fiesta has risen 10 times in price. And you can do this with anything. You can look at houses, holidays, the price of groceries. Everything has risen in that 20-year period. Now, I thought it would be a funny experiment to compare that to the value of gold. So if we look at gold, in 1995, you would need 6 ounces of gold to buy that Ford Fiesta. So six ounces of gold in 1995 equaled around $2,500, roughly. And as of right now, 2023, you would only need 12 ounces of gold to buy that Fiesta. So while it has risen, the price of the Fiesta in gold has only went up two times in price, whereas in fiat currency and dollars, it's went up 10 times in price. So this is a clear example of what we mean by protecting your purchasing power and how gold can protect your purchasing power better than any fiat currency. Now, obviously, we couldn't do the same exercise for Bitcoin because it wasn't around then. But even if we did Bitcoin from 2009 till now, the exact same maths would work out because they're deflationary. And that's just with the US inflation. If you compare it to Lebanon or Argentina or even Turkey, Turkey's inflation right now is 50% year over year, Argentina 75% and in Lebanon they've got over 200% inflation 
absolutely killing the average working family by eroding their wealth. And as we've spoke about recently, the Fed is on the brink of pivoting. So they've raised interest rates, they're on the brink of pivoting. By the end of this year, they will be printing billions again. And that will enter trillions in the next 10 years. Current US debt is at $32 trillion. It'll be $50 trillion by 2030, without a shadow of a doubt. Governments need inflation. Inflation feeds GDP. If there's inflation, then every year the GDP will go up. So the economic value of society will go up every year because prices go up. So there's more money. And what that means for a government is tax receipts go up every single year. So when the government says it has an inflation target of 2%, most people go, that seems reasonable. But why should we have an inflation target? Why aren't prices coming down? Because as society gets more advanced, we've now got AI, we've got robots, we've got technology, we've got computers, we've got better cars, we've got more efficient everything. Why aren't prices coming down? Because the government needs to inflate the money supply. They need to print money to keep spending at this rate. And in order to keep power, they print and spend money so that people think they're getting looked after by their government. And this is all the reasons why we need hard, sound money. So in the Fiesta example, we showed how, over time, gold can protect your purchasing power. Gold is also a lot less volatile than Bitcoin. So you'll see on Twitter a lot of the time, a lot of Bitcoiners will throw the argument against gold bugs that gold's barely moved in the last five years. But for some, that's a nice safety blanket. If you're almost at retirement age and you've got a pension fund, would you want it in an asset that could potentially go down 70% in the next year? Probably not. However, if you're in your 30s and you're saving for your retirement, do you want something that could go up thousands of percent by the time you get to retirement? Absolutely. And that's where Bitcoin is massively advantaged over gold. It's also really hard to get in and out of physical gold. It's also hard to store and you have price manipulation in gold, even if people don't like to admit it. But one thing about physical gold is it's pretty much off-grid. Once you buy your gold and you have it in your house, if you keep it yourself, you store it and you look after it yourself, most people don't know you have it. Most people can't access it, they can't see how much you've got. And also if you pass it down to your children or to another family member, there isn't really any tax implications because nobody knows it's there. There's also an argument for silver. In my opinion, silver is massively undervalued. And a few months ago, I posted a chart in CG Pro showing that silver, in comparison to gold, is massively undervalued just now. And I would expect silver to go on a massive pump into the end of this year and into 2024. And silver also has the added value that solar panels and most electronics utilise silver in their production. So over the long term, we know solar panels and electronics are going to be in high demand, so, so is silver. So the price should have a really high upside. Now, as I said at the start, for me, Bitcoin is far superior to gold and silver. But by using gold, we make the argument why we need hard, sound money in this world. The fiat system is flawed. They're going to print trillions and they're going to absolutely devalue everybody's savings. And it's a really hard argument. A lot of people see their money going up because of inflation. They maybe get more money in benefits or pensions or they get a 5% wage rise. They feel like they're making more money. 
But in real terms, inflation eats away at them. And inflation compounds because inflation's there and present year after year after year, whereas you typically don't get a pay rise every single year in life. So even if you get a 10% pay rise every five years, if inflation's at 2%, you actually just stay flat over that period. So for me, Bitcoin is superior to gold for a number of reasons. It's very liquid. So if you store your money in Bitcoin and something happens, you need to get your money out, you can get it out quite easily, despite the government's best attempts to limit it. You can store Bitcoin really easy. You can either store your seed phrase in your head, you can have a ledger, or you can store it in your mobile phone, which is a massive advantage, especially in the developing world, where corruption, government seizing houses, seizing property is common practice. Bitcoin makes it really easy to hide and store your wealth. And of course, Bitcoin is deflationary. And of course, Bitcoin has the massive advantage over fiat currency in that it is a limited supply. No one can print any more. Its issuance is guaranteed. And every four years, its issuance halves in the halving, which makes it more valuable over time. So as long as your time horizon's over four years, you're pretty much guaranteed to have more money in Bitcoin in the next four years. Bitcoin also has the advantage that its supply is fixed. It's capped at 21 million Bitcoins. Its issuance is programmed, so we know exactly how many Bitcoins are coming out in the network each day and how many Bitcoins will come out in the network each day forever. No one controls Bitcoin. No one can just go in and print a bunch of Bitcoin and inflate the currency. Over time, it's deflationary. Like I said at the beginning, for me, Bitcoin is digital gold. It's the modern equivalent of gold. Now, while I still see a place in society for gold, Bitcoin is a superior alternative and Bitcoin is the one that will take over long term. Gold still has a $10 trillion market cap with Bitcoin only at $1 trillion. So if Bitcoin was to catch up, that's a massive upside. And that's why a lot of people are attracted to Bitcoin. But it's for these other reasons that people stay about because they learn about the flaws in the fiat system and why we need a Bitcoin or gold monetary standard. Okay, so like I said at the start, I believe gold is still a suitable alternative to fiat currency, but my preference is Bitcoin. Hopefully this podcast has shown one thing. Our fiat currencies are doomed. Sovereign currencies are going to be inflated away, devalued, debased, and we need hard money. There's room for both gold and Bitcoin, and we are strong advocates of diversification. But for us, the number one is Bitcoin, and it always will be. Okay, thank you very much for listening to this podcast. I hope that was informative. I hope it taught you a bit about hard money. I like the Fiesta example. I'm going to post that chart in Discord for CG Pro members so you can see the price appreciation of a Ford Fiesta because I think it really hits home what inflation does to your purchasing power. Thanks very much for listening. Make sure you're subscribed and we'll catch you again in the next one.